Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me, as always, Nick Von Brick. What's good, brother? Not too much. Uh, returning back with us as well is Justin, back to defend his picks from last week. How are you feeling? Uh, I feel okay. Better than week one. Could, two. could be better, though. It could have been, yes. There's a bunch <laughs> of games that just no, made me nauseous. I know. I know. We'll get into that. Um, we're going to touch on the Saints. We're going to obviously recap our picks. We'll make our picks for this upcoming week. But obviously, episode 55 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network, uh, tngsportsnetwork.com. As always, check it out. Blogs. Go follow the Twitter page, Facebook, all of that. Um, so Big Easy Bets is also brought to you by Vigit. Vigit is a brand new startup app. Um, really, it's a it's a social network for sports fans. Um it's kind of like like when I get on social media, I don't want to rifle through everybody's day-to-day shit that they're talking about. I just want to look at sports. I want to get updates on what's going on with the game, spreads, all of that, and that's what Vigit is. Vigit is your one-stop shop for everything sports. So whether it's lines on the game, whether it's inside information, uh, this is the perfect spot for sports fans. Um, so really, you can go down the app, go download the app. It's completely free. Uh, you can follow your friends. You can follow insiders. Big Easy Bets will be on there. Uh, we got, we're going to have our individual pages and uh, the podcast page as well. So the Big Easy Bets page, you can go follow it. We'll follow you back. We'll put our picks on there. Uh, Vigit offers free to enter contests. And if you download the app today, use the promo code Big Easy Bets, and you will get 1,000 Vig coins right off the bat. And you can start using that, enter the free contest. You can win uh, prizes, all kinds of stuff. It's a really cool idea. So Big Easy Bets is the promo code, all one word, all lowercase, promo code Big Easy Bets. Go do it. Nick, how are you feeling about this? It's pretty, yeah, it really dude. is a cool idea. Vigit is like social media, except it's for sports bettors. Yeah. And your aunt's not on there trying to tell you who to vote for president. <laughs> yeah. There's no polit- There's nothing political. You don't got to worry about any of that. You want to know what what's going on with... Uh, you got Monday night, you got Ravens, you got Chiefs. You want to know where, what the line's doing, what the over-under is, what the inside guys are saying. Everything you need to know, you can find it on the app, and it's completely free. So, I mean, I, I thought it was a great idea when I heard about it. Uh, we're all on board with it. We got Justin on board. Um, I mean, it's a place to be right now, would you say? Yeah. So go check it out. Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS. You get 1,000 big coins right off the bat. So, obviously – the topic of conversation is the Saints game. Um, Saints were opened up at six-point favorites. It eventually dropped to four-point favorites. Well, we wind up losing outright by 10. Everybody is now hitting the panic button. Drew Brees is washed. It's Jameis time. The defense sucks. We're not a Super Bowl team. All of it. Sean Payton can't call plays. Um, so I'll let y'all go first. I'll start with you, Nick. What is your... Um, are you hitting the panic button? We'll start with that. Um, I don't know, dude. Look, it was a tough game, especially if you bet on this game, uh, and especially if you bet on the first half. 
I was one of those people. So, um, I don't know. To to me, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button just because the Saints didn't play play good football, and uh, the Raiders are a better team than everybody thought they were. No, they Der- Derek are. Carr always seems to play his best games against, against the, the New Orleans Saints. Granted, he's only played us twice, but the first time he played us, he threw for like six hundred yards and like four touchdowns. So yes, and then um, the penalties, dude. Like no, that's the biggest. That's the biggest. Of thing. course, one hundred twenty nine yards of, of total penalties. That's gonna like you. You not gonna find many teams that win the game when they do that. Yeah, no, 100%. and then I think a lot of there's a, some suspect penalty calls and. The timing and frequency of these questionable calls uh, impacted the game. Yeah. So, okay, we'll get to that. Justin, are you hitting the panic button on the Saints? No. Why is that? Because, <laughs> I mean, growing up a Saints fan, you always know that we're not going to start off just. No, that's a good like, point. We haven't we're started. We're not going to start off hitting it. We haven't started out 2-0 since 2013. Last three seasons, I believe we went 11-5, and 13-3, and 13-3. and We lose one of the first two games every year for the last seven years this is to be expected and this is so this is what i've been trying to tell everybody like that game was eerily reminiscent in my opinion of the vikings game and i wouldn't necessarily say the rams game because i don't think we played that bad against the rams we got screwed obviously with the call but that definitely felt like that vikings game and you could even say um it was kind of a reverse of the minnesota miracle game you know what i mean we started out hot against the raiders we ended hot against the vikings uh, but it felt like the last year's playoff game against the Vikings. We, um, I mean, just other than that first quarter, played absolutely terrible. The officiating was terrible, in my opinion. That was ticky-tack fucking call on Janoris Jenkins. I don't care yeah, what anybody that was... says. That ball was 10 yards overthrown. He's looking back, and they're hand-fighting. I hate that shit because the offensive guy initiates that a lot. They can pin the arm, and it looks like his arm's being pinned. Yeah, and then the, like... The implications of that call is like no, yeah, you, virtually gives the game away. They huddle too, though. They huddle and talk about it. So, go, no, they okay, huddled a few times. It. Yeah, like one. The the most questionable call was the the legal blindside block on Emmanuel. No, Sanders. that was yeah. bullshit. Yeah, fuck yeah, the, no. The that was not. Play, that yeah, was, was not an illegal shit. blindside block. He didn't come. He didn't block the guy with force. And, he just and that's got in his way. Says. He just got in his way. Yeah, and they ran into each other. It's, it's what happened. But then there was a pa- uh, the rough in the passer call on Derek Carr that he's even laughing about, like that because it was nothing. Then there was um, the one that stuck out to me was the pass interference call on Marshawn Lattimore. I felt like that was yeah, bullshit. that was another one. That it was, was those bullshit. Th- those three calls to me. That, There's the- always a referee from behind throwing the flag when you can't even see what he's doing. He look mm-hmm. he grabbed it for a split second and let go of his shoulder. There's no way you call it. Yeah, the woman there. referee had a clear uh far more yeah. better view. And she didn't throw the flag. No, it I was know. Some That's where you huddle up. In the back. That's where you huddle up and go, did you see interference? Because you had a fucking front row view. No, I didn't. Okay, I'm gonna pick mine up then because I'm on the fence. Whatever. Like I, I don't know. I I feel like even against Tampa there was the first two pass interference calls weren't pass interference, in my opinion. So everybody's talking about, oh, over 100 yards and penalties and this and that. And we played sloppy, don't get me wrong, but the bulk of those yards are on fucking bullshit pass interference calls. Yeah, and then when you get, like, personal foul penalties, which a blind side block is, that's 15 Yeah, 15. Yards. Yeah. No, I, so, so yeah, it, it's not every game that we're going – the way I look at it is we gave up, what was it, 11 penalties, 120-something yards. Um, we – they were 10 of 17, I think it was, on third down. 
So yeah, that they, was a big difference. They picked it up at 60% rate, 59 to be exact, on third down. This is all off the top of my head. And they were two head, for so two be, on fourth down. Yeah, so over 60% on conversion downs. Um, so you take that and you add that with the penalties, and we still were one penalty away from giving Drew the ball back to go tie the game with a minute and a half left. That was the worst game we'll play all year, and the Raiders are a good team. That was the worst game we'll play all year, and we still were in that game. So Yeah, the uh, if, if they don't throw that flag at the end, then the Saints are going to tie that football game. I believe without so. Without a doubt. I also but, don't think the Raiders get enough credit, too. I think like yeah, they're just always going to be counted as like they're just a dog shit team, but they yeah. are good, and they did play us really well. No, they did, and I, they – I, I didn't think it was going to go that way. Everybody, like Zach Streif had us win in like 38 to 18. Deuce had us win in 40 to 20. Like I put out the blog with I my I mean, that's how it started off. Yeah, yeah, no, it looked like we were going to yeah, run away we with it. But I didn't I didn't feel great about it. It just didn't look – we're just not moving the ball like – and obviously Drew's got the lowest yards per throw in his career to start so far. Um, it just doesn't feel like we're – and Michael Thomas opens up so much, so I can see both sides of it. But it just doesn't feel like it's fluid. It doesn't feel like we're just marching on people. It feels like we're kind of like scratching and clawing to put drives together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and defensively, we weren't very good. No, we were fucking no. terrible. Malcolm Jenkins got fucking exposed. Yeah, Malcolm uh, Jenkins. Marcus Williams is the worst tackler I've ever fucking seen. I'm so <laughs> Dude, goddamn no, tired of we'll fucking We'll get to Marcus it, but Williams. there's nobody worse than uh, this dude Bates the third on Cincinnati. <laughs> Probably twenty two missed tackles. If yeah, I had. no, okay, yeah, he's bad. But but dude, what? Marcus Williams was the number one. I remember coming out of college, the number one safety against the run, the number one. You got to be able to fucking tackle to be a good against the run. So why? Where did he just forget how to tackle? I don't get it. Is it because of fucking? He didn't want it. He he fucking got scared on the tackle against Diggs. Now he's just like I just fucking forgot how to tackle. He got his fucking powers taken away. So, I, I don't know, but he had an open field opportunity to tackle somebody, and he went in like a little bitch. I can't remember who it was, but it was like on third down, too. It was uh, Richard. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. He went in like a little bitch, and fucking dude picked up the first down. Yeah, and you have to give credit to John Gruden. No, 100%. The play calling in this yeah. game for, for the Raiders was unstoppable. Carr got the ball out It was quick. unstoppable, and, and the, give credit to the players because they executed the plays, and it just always seemed like the Saints were – a step behind as far yeah. as like the defensive position in that we were in. Well, God bless. Can Dennis Allen put some fucking two people on Waller? Can we put two fucking people on Waller, please? Yeah, they didn't Who's do it beat us, too Nelson late. Aguilar? Right, or God the two bless. rookies they have? Yeah. No, for real. Like, what are we doing, dude? And every blitz that he dialed up was so predictable. It was so obvious when it was coming. Yeah, I think they blitz too much in short yardage situations yeah. where it's like, the ball is going to go to Waller. The car was quick. getting it out mm -hmm. so fast. So we, you don't want to be like. Yeah, play we get him on fourth and goal time. on like the one yard line, and fucking nobody goes out with Waller. I, I don't know. It was a bad game by everybody. Every Cam Jordan. What the fuck was Cam Jordan doing? He's going against a third string right tackle. A third string right tackle. Yeah, yeah. we sacked him like three, three times, times in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, it was nothing. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anything after that. Maybe one. Um. I thought Davis played well. Yeah, and he always does. Demario yeah. Davis is the fucking biggest free agent pickup we've had since Drew Brees. Like we, I've been, I've been saying that it, he's the biggest guy that we've gotten in the last fifteen years easily. Um, 
So, okay, with that being said, though, I'm not hitting the panic button. I, I don't have a panic button for this team. Unless we lose four straight games, unless we go into the bye week, like one in five, I'm not hitting the, the panic button. I'm just not. We're, this happens. There's no preseason. We always start slow, even with a preseason. So give us a little bit to start clicking. Michael Thomas, they didn't put him on, on IR, so if he doesn't come back this week, he's coming back the next week. Um. I don't have a panic button for this team. I really don't. I still think the Saints are the best team in the league. These kind of games happen. Look at the Chiefs, dude. The Chiefs should have just lost to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. If Justin Herbert fucking scrambles two yards when he's got 20 in front of him and picks up a first down, they probably beat the defending Super Bowl champions. But he yeah. made a rookie mistake. And just like that's what Drew's throw was. Drew's throw was a rookie mistake. Cost us the first half cover cost us really the game that was the difference in the game they go yeah. get three points out of that if we go march down and we score i mean that's the difference in the game right there they got three points and the ball so um that very uncharacteristic from drew can we stop fucking talking about drew's arm strength are you are you on that wagon that drew can't throw the deep ball um they haven't called it. he he talked about it in the press conference he said we had two or three shot plays that we dialed up and they were just in the right coverage so we weren't able to attempt them Against Tampa, he threw a ball a fucking dime to Jared Cook down the left sideline. But I don't think his like, I don't think there's a big difference in Drew Brees' arm strength from what it's been the past couple Five of years. years. Yeah. So yeah. But everybody now they're saying he's washed. Like, dude, because he threw a pick, because he threw a bad pick. I, it's it's driving me nuts. We haven't seen he hasn't like oh Emmanuel Sanders is fucking burning somebody deep and he underthrew him by ten yards when he starts doing that more than once then you can start saying his arm strength's gone or that he can't throw the deep ball. Last year, I'm pretty sure, last two years, he probably led the league in 15-plus yard completions. He's always up there. If he if he didn't lead it, he was top two, top three, guaranteed. So that narrative that he can't throw it deep, everybody wants to hop on that wagon and try to pretend like they were the first ones to say it, like, oh, Drew Brees isn't, doesn't have it anymore. Let's put in Jameis. Everybody who said that shit on Jameis last year when he was throwing 30 interceptions. Mm -hmm. Every single one. But now you want Jameis to come in. Like, make up your fucking mind, dude. I'm so tired of these fans on social media hopping, trying to hop off the wagon and drag the team. At, like, oh, like the Saints owe you a fucking apology or some shit because they played a bad game. There's too many people out there like that, like, they, they need some type of apology because the Saints played bad. Like, shut the fuck up, please. Please just watch the game and shut the fuck up. That's my two cents on it. So, But um, clearly I'm not very happy about how that game went. I didn't have the best day today. Um, but I'm feeling better after watching. I've been listening to 870 literally all fucking day. I was driving for a while today. Um, so I feel okay. I think this week is going to tell us a lot about the team. Against the Packers. I think we play well against them. I see everybody already saying we're going to get beat by 30 and 40 yeah. against the Packers, but that's the same people that say yep. Drew's washed. Yeah. So as soon if, if even if we don't win, if we come out and it's a really close game, like the Niners game last year, something like that, I mean, we're, we're going to prove that we can hang with them. We're going to stop the run. If Devontae Adams is out, I'll feel really good. Um, but if he's in, you know Marshawn Lattimore's stepping up to the fucking occasion because he can't play. <laughs> against scrubs don't know why but all right let's recap these picks um okay i can't pick a fucking big easy bet to save my goddamn life um i had duke minus five um duke played boston college 
uh, when it, it was like seven to six at halftime, right? Yeah, I think so. I always try to block these out of my mind. It was seven six at halftime. Duke actually played really well. Defense played well in the first half. Um, they scored a touchdown, missed the extra point. There was, um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but they played well enough in the first half that they should have been up. I remember texting you. They should have been up by like 10 points. Yeah, they fumbled one time inside like the five-yard line. Yes, that's what it was. Um, yeah. And then there was something else too. Um, but then Boston College came out in the second half and completely just ran over them. Um, but Duke very easily should have been up at least 10 points in that first half. They would have had the momentum going into halftime. But it is what it is. Yeah, well, Duke was moving the ball. And, and they kept turning the shit over. I think they might have turned it over five times. Yeah. So that's why they lost. Yeah. By how, by how much they lost by. No, yeah, Boston College did not look good in the first half. Second half they did. Um, but regardless. Yeah, five turnovers. They fumbled. They lost three fumbles. Yeah, that's how you fucking that. lose Two the game. interceptions, I mean. Yeah. No, but their defense played well in the first half. It should have been tied going into halftime. Really, it should have been. They should have been up at least ten. But it is what it is. We lost there. That was the big easy bet of the week. Um, we followed that up with Notre Dame minus twenty six. Never in doubt. They won by. I don't even remember. It was like fifty. It, it might as well have been fifty. It, it was really close. If it wasn't, it um, was fifty. So fifty two to nothing. USF, right? Yeah, yeah. I shut them out. Dominated them. Um, yeah, and I put I put this. Uh, the first half of this game in a uh, bonus blog. Yeah. For my bonus bets. Yeah. Because so. two of my two of my games got canceled last week. I had Baylor minus four playing Houston, and I had Georgia Southern plus five and a half playing FAU. They had some COVID outbreaks in both of those uh, games, so those games got postponed. Yep. But yeah, easiest bet probably all goddamn year. Uh, Should have bet the house on Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame was it was Notre Dame minus fourteen in the first half. They were up by thirty five at halftime, thirty five nothing. Yeah, and then we were both me and Nick were both on uh, Miami uh, plus two and a half, I believe is what it was against Louisville. And this one, it was it was damn near a rout. Cameron Harris was running well. Derek King played. He didn't light it up, but he played well. Um, he made the plays when he needed to. Yeah. So, but they won easily. Um. I had the under 64 and a half, which was looking fucking incredible at halftime. There was like 26 total points scored at halftime. And then in a span of four plays, I think there was three 75-yard touchdowns to start the second half. Yeah. Unfucking believable Well, because uh, who what? Cameron. Louisville was moving the ball. Like, they had a really good drive. Yeah. I think it might have been to start the They did. Half. And then Harris comes out and takes it yeah, first play to the crib. Yards, one I said, play. fuck me, dude. I was like, God damn it. So, it, the overhit. Um it was looking great at halftime, but that brought me to two and two on the weekend, which I'll, I can live with. I'll take we we started out shitty, and now we went to even, so we can only fucking go up from here. Um, but that brings me to four and seven overall in college. Uh, Nick, as I said, was on Miami with me, and your big easy bet of the week was the Demon Deacons. How did that game go, dude? Wake Forest defense. They might as well have been playing against Air, NC Air? State. Yeah, <laughs> dude, talk about getting gashed. Two hundred seventy yards for NC State on the ground. Not good. So I mean, when you surrender two hundred seventy 
yards, you don't think the game's going to be close. This one was close. I had Wake Forest plus two and a half, and they lost by three at the end. They had a chance to. Oh, did they really? I didn't even watch it. Yeah, they lost 45 to 42 <laughs> in a freaking shootout between some scrub scrub of a teams. Their quarterback, NC State's quarterback, came out of nowhere. I'm trying to figure out his name. NC State? Yeah, his name's Hockman. Bailey Hockman. Bailey Completed Hockman. the first five third-down conversions of the game. So NC State got off to a really hot start. They were leading at, I think they were leading by 14 on two different occasions in this yeah. game. Wake Forest did battle back, and Wake Forest did have success running the ball late in this game. But it came down to one last possession for Wake Forest, and they were driving the ball. And at that point, they just didn't have it, have it in them, and they surrendered two sacks, and the game was basically over. Yeah. Not good. That was your big easy bet. That brings you to one and one for your locks. That brings me to zero and three for my locks, which is fucking terrible. Um, but collectively we're four and seven. Um, you're four and four overall. So slow start, but better to start slow than to finish slow, in my opinion. Um, so Justin, how did your picks go? Because you were on here, you gave out some picks. Oh, my picks were actually looking good at first, and then it's not about how they were looking; it's how they looked. I know. Well. I'll start with, um, start with my big easy bet. Okay. Tulane minus <laughs> seven and a half, up twenty four nothing at halftime. It's a I'll done change deal. The channel. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm a done deal. Game over against Navy. Next Navy thing I can't know. throw. Navy runs the ball, can't throw. Get down big. Game over. Someone comes up to me. Hey, Navy <laughs> just tied it up. It's like, are you joking? <laughs> like, that's not funny. And I go inside and look. What do you know? 27-24. I saw Navy throwing bombs on Tulane. Bombs. Deep balls. Yeah. What? Dude, I tried it to like warn you. like they practiced with pads this, this yeah. week, apparently. Or that, the second we, half, We both tried to warn you. That coach I tried was to, pissed. I yeah. tried to warn you about it. But, no, I almost bet on Navy. Yeah. Take the, I, almost, I was, like, thinking about betting them on the money line. And in my notes, the reason why I was betting on Navy was Navy's going to get off to a fast start. Yeah. Not, a Not what happened. I saw that score at halftime. I said, I'm glad I Thank didn't God. bet on that game. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm flipping through the channel. I didn't have a good uh, – I bet on two games at 11 o'clock that I didn't mention on podcast, but I lost both of them. So I'm flipping through the channel. It's all mad. And uh, I see that Navy <laughs> freaking tied the game. And then all of a sudden, Navy's got a chance to kick the uh, game-winning field goal as time's expiring. Did they, they They hit it, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they hit it. Okay, so you start out 0-1. Start out 0-1, all right. Then Appalachian State and Marshall. Uh, I had Appalachian State minus four. This was a low-scoring game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I I, everybody was, yeah, everybody yeah. was hammering the over. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I took the over, and um, that wasn't even close to hitting. But yeah. Appalachian State just looked like Did they cover? Shit. No, not no? even close. Oh, lost Jesus. by 10. So 0-3. Yeah. 0-3. So they lost. They, uh, um. I will say this is a fucked up college season to start. It really is. It's tough. It is. You don't know who's showing up. You don't know who's been fucking practicing. Why are we showing up without practicing? Let's practice a little bit. Yeah. The the tough thing is, is like this game was a tough one for me to pick, and that's what when you picked it, I was like, yeah, I don't know which way I would lean on it. But uh, I think you're Appalachian State though. was returned. Yeah, I was kind of leaning Marshall. And uh, Appalachian State was returning, I think, eight starters on offense. Yeah. So you think that they would be able to move the ball, but uh, they have a new head coach. They've it's their third head coach, and th- 
three years, it's not because they've been doing bad. It's because uh, everybody wants their head coach at the end of the season. So Appalachian State's won the Sun Belt, I think, three years in a row. Yeah. And, um, no, they they can't keep a coach because Power 5 programs want their coach at the end of every year. So um, maybe not this year. Maybe not. But so, uh, finally got a win with uh, Cincinnati first half against Austin P. Yeah, they, they – they fucked them up, didn't they? Oh yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. I think at halftime it was. Um, I think it was thirty-one nothing or thirty-one yeah. three. Yeah, something. It might have been twenty-seven three or something. Yeah. Was that that was all you had for college? Yeah. So I went and, one and you had. One and three. Um, so you went one and three. I on went the podcast, you said you were taking them for the full game. Well, that didn't hit either. So no, yeah. it did. I don't think it did. For what, Cincy? On the podcast, look, the spread against Austin P for Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was 34-point underdogs on the— They won by 35, right? Yeah, the spread closed at 35. Yeah. Oh, you're but, right. But when you picked it, it was 34, and they won 55-20. to 20, So Bingo. If you would have bet right, it when, when we were out here, you would have won that one. Yeah, but if you give it out on the podcast, it counts. Yeah. yeah. So so two, and, two and three. Two and three. Two and three. We'll take that. Two and three— for Justin, two and two for me, one and one for Nick. Um, all right. Should we dive into the picks that we have this week for college or recap NFL quickly? I'd say we recap first. Okay. Fucking Thursday night, Bengals, Browns. Everybody who had the Bengals is on Twitter talking about how it was such an easy pick. Yeah, how can you not go with Burrow? Shut the fuck up. The Browns were the right pick, minus five and a half. I can't be convinced otherwise. Uh, if Baker Mayfield's not a fucking dipshit and throws a pick in the red zone, hand the ball off to Chubb. Turn around and hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt. That's what I said. They're going to fucking dominate on the ground, and it's going to be a, a easy cover for the Browns. And it would have been. It would have been. But no, Baker's got to fucking throw the ball to the other team. Like, terrible throw. Safety sitting right there, intercepted. Uh, and then the Browns get stopped on the one-yard line. Uh, still up. I, I think they were up. I don't know how much they were up. Yeah, All I but, know is it was but, a backdoor cover by a half. Point. But when they got stopped, uh, they immediately forced a fumble they on Joe Burrow and scored that scored a touchdown in that position of the field. Yes. So the field but, position there, it wasn't like they missed out on not. They actually got. So do you feel like the Bengals were the right choice? Obviously, a, a winning pick can be the wrong pick, in my opinion. Um, you can get lucky. There's bad beats. Look. I don't think that this is as bad as a beat as you're trying to make. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't even call it necessarily. Well, yeah, it's a bad beat, but it's not really that bad of a beat. It's just a bullshit backdoor cover. Look, there's the Browns be, should have fucking covered this game easily. Yeah, we're picking all, all the Thursday night games, and there's going to be a lot of games that are, are hard to pick and that come down to a half a point or a point. Like by, probably this week. Yeah. <laughs> this one's going to suck. So, I mean, it is tough to pick them, and if you – I just Look, hate, I, I didn't feel uh I didn't feel comfortable this whole game, but I I, I did. never felt like uh I wish I would have bet on the Browns. I don't know how. They were fucking up what were they up? Like they were up two scores at one point with the ball. Yeah, they were, but and dominating on the ground. I hate whenever I the way I diagnose how a game's gonna go and it happens. Yeah, but I warned don't. you about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but you th- did you really think that he was gonna you said it yourself, just hand the ball off. They're dominating on the ground. Yeah, if they would have, but uh, they didn't. I know. Yeah, for some reason, they stopped once they're up. I have they started no, throwing it, and then... No idea why they didn't, though. Look, oh. Baker Mayfield played well other than that. 
Other than but, the I mean, one you pick, can, he did. You can count on him to turn the ball over. It's it's what he's proven to do. No, I know. But then they sit and fucking prevent. They're not caring if Burrow goes down and scores. And not only that, like he converted one, maybe two fourth downs on that last drive. That's I'm like, for the love of God, can we get? Can we just drop a ball on a fourth down ever? Can can it ever just go my way? Like, holy shit, he should have had that. But okay, now we cover. No. So would we call this a bad beat? I mean. You could call it a little bit of a bad beat, yeah, in my opinion. It's not a, a crazy, egregious bad beat, but it's still fucking, in my opinion, the Browns were the right side to be on, in my opinion. I just thought it was too many points. I mean, the Browns aren't that good, and I think the Browns are favored by a touchdown. I, no, they are. Close this yeah, week, and it's seven. like, I just don't see how you could bet on a team that's just... But that's what I said going in. They were going to dominate on the ground. Yeah, and they did, but at the same time... uh. Cincinnati was able to move the ball a little bit. Yeah, they were a little bit, yeah. Mainly at the end. And and they, they put together a long possession. Like, usually if a team dominates running the football, they're going to dominate the time of possession by, by a big amount. Yeah, but no, Joe Burrow played well. Joe Burrow no, looks equipped to fucking take on this league, in my opinion. Yeah, the no, Browns' this, defense isn't shit. No, yeah, that's good. No, they're not, and they do have a good pass rush, and uh, – that's one thing I feel like I underestimated when I picked this game, even though I, I won the bet. But, yeah, I underestimated Browns' pass rush, and then everybody knew the Bengals were the worst tackling team in football. Yeah. Well, you can't understand how bad they are at tackling until you why watch I them play the damn game. <laughs> this dude, Bates, bro, he doesn't belong in the league. I've never seen somebody that bad at tackling. Well, that's why I said they're going to fucking get run all over. Just keep running the ball and we cover this game easy this game it was so aggravating that's what i said it's like watching a movie that you've already seen before it's like right when baker mayfield like that was the most uneasy i felt is when they the browns i think were up by two scores and they were driving and they were in a opponent territory well they don't they do play action and baker mayfield tries to throw a deep post while the safety jumps jumps in front and intercepts it and at that point like I saw how the game was going to go. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's watching a movie. Because I think it before. became a 12-point game, and it just seemed like the Bengals weren't going to be able to get it within five because yeah, they started trading scores. Yeah, because the Browns aren't going to give a fuck on the last drive. They're like, all right, we're up two scores. Just don't let them score quick. Like, they don't give a shit if they score. Just don't let them score quick. Yeah, I mean, they, they did score with about like close to a minute left, and uh, they did have a chance at getting an onside kick, so. Yep. I mean, the Bengals were playing to win the game. I thought they just made the right plays at the right time, and the Browns made wrong plays. Yeah, no, at I mean, the wrong time. Well, I mean, really, it was just the interception. The interception was the difference in the game. Um, but like you said, Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a thing to mention. Is the uh, Bengals actually did get stopped on the one yard? Like in, oh yeah, the Giovanni Bernard touchdown that they called back dude i just don't see how they had enough evidence to overturn that call thought it was a good call i don't dude <laughs> i don't see i don't you couldn't even see nah, like I mean, if I thought his it knee was, went down like i thought, I was, it was I thought for call. sure it was gonna stand i thought it was a good call just because i was on the browns but yeah regardless i was on the browns i think you were as well right Justin? I was yeah yes. me and justin were both on the browns my in my opinion it was the right side to be on but the right side to be on isn't always the uh profitable side to be on so nick cashes in on Bengals plus five and a half um, I also had the Packers minus six. It was my only bet on Sunday. Easy money. They beat the Lions by double digits. Um, I mean, fucking Rodgers is looking really good. We're going to have a big showdown come Sunday. Obviously, my last pick was the Saints minus six and a half. It was my big easy bet. 
We all know what happened there. One and two on the week for me. That brings me to five and four overall. Really fucking easily should have been two and one. Uh, could be looking at six and three, but five and four, one and one on my big easy bets. Nick, obviously, like I said, was on the Bengals. And then your big easy bet of the week was the Rams, minus one and a half. And Justin was on the Eagles, plus one and a half. So who wants to break this one down first? <laughs> Dude, I tried to warn you. I said there's no, there's not a chance in hell the Eagles are going to win against the Rams. Okay, but you did say you started getting cold feet a little bit. When? Sunday morning. Well, dude, I look, I had a big. I, I bet this game big. I told you all in the podcast. I'm putting big money on this one, and I bet this game big. And every time I put a big bet, it's like a. You start. You always second guess yourself. Especially, oh, I second guess every bet, every bet. And it's like you always read something that you wish you would have read yep. before, yep. like after you do a. Big no, yeah, bet. all the all the necessary information surfaces. Like you can't you you can't find it with a warrant when you're trying to decide who to pick. And then as soon as you lock your bet in, it's like, oh, breaking news. This guy just broke his leg. Or, oh, this coach decided that he hates the defensive back. He's not going to play him. Like, where was that at? Yeah, yeah, no, I just thought you had to be really worried about the Eagles when they they lost to well, the football team. Carson Wentz fucking sucks. No, he's not good. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. They don't look But look, I was surprised. That's what by... you get for taking a quarterback out of North Dakota State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I don't know. Look, they didn't. The Eagles at one point did kind of like put together some drives, and at the end of the day, they were seven for twelve on third down, which is pretty damn good. But it was the turnovers that were the big difference in this. So I think there was four. You know who was seven eleven on third three downs? turnovers? Who? The Saints. Are they really? Yes. Wow. It's a pretty good third down conversion percentage, but Drew Brees is a problem. It's time of possession. They they fucking dominated us in time of possession defense couldn't get off on third down oh um, yeah no when look th- this spread had the rams at minus one point one and a half it closed with the eagles favored by one and a half mm-hmm. on the podcast when justin said he was going to the eagles i said dude the rams are going to win by double digits and, th- and that's what happened yep it looked for a very <laughs> split second it was close and i like, was like Holy like shit. right after the coin toss no, I think in like the second <laughs> quarter, maybe. I think. They, no, yeah, they did. They made they a little came push. Came a little close, and then after that, it was just. That was all she Rams wrote. all the way. Yeah, I think I don't even think Wentz threw a touchdown. No. I think he threw two picks, no touchdowns. But, I mean, it happens. Good pick for Nick. That was his big easy bet. Um, Jesus fuck, you're six and two. That's a good record. Um, six and two overall for Nick after a two and zero weekend. Big easy bets. We we're both one and one. Our collective record for the NFL is six and three. Uh, big easy bets are two and two. So kind of a little flip-flop from last year as we dominated college and we were just okay in the NFL. Uh, we're starting out hot in the NFL and we're doing subpar in college. But we pick it up this week because the SEC is back. How are we feeling about that? Let's go. You feeling, yeah, I'm ready. Feeling relieved? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I will kick it off with my first bet of the week. It will be an SEC game. Um. Florida is taking on Ole Miss. This is a road game for Florida, but there's not really I, – I don't know. Mississippi's having fans, I'm pretty sure. So it's not going to be a ton, but there will be some fans in attendance. Uh, yeah, Mississippi so, never shut down. Yeah, no, hell no. Their governor <laughs> said to hell with all that. <laughs> yeah. Open up the casino. I think they're able to have like 17,000. Really? Too, yeah. Okay. And they're probably – I mean, they'll have a good turnout. Lane Kiffin, I'm sure they're excited about having Lane Kiffin. Um, all right, so – 
this is probably going to be my big easy bet of the week. I'm going to be honest. Um, ESPN had the spreads all fucked up. Originally, it said an 11-point spread, but it's currently sitting at 14. Um, so you've got Florida coming in. We saw firsthand Kyle Trask is returning at quarterback. We saw him take on LSU last year, came into Death Valley, and he did not play bad. He had a turnover late, but he really didn't play bad. Uh, the X factor for the offense is going to be Kyle Pitts, tight end, uh, preseason All-American, probably the best football player on Florida, regardless of position. Uh, last season, he had 54 catches for 649 yards and five touchdowns. Expect every single one of those numbers to go up. Him and Kyle Trask are going to have a very good uh, chemistry going, and there's going to be no answer for Kyle Pitts. Grant Delpit said last year that that dude is a player. There's really, I mean, he is a mismatch. We saw what a tight end can do. He just absolutely shit on Malcolm Jenkins' chest last night. So a good tight end is uh, invaluable. Um, the reason why I think that Florida's going to win this game easily uh Obviously, Kyle Trask takes care of the ball, 66% completion percentage. Uh, Ole Miss is not returning a single starter on the D-line, and their secondary was already shaky to begin with. So if you're not getting pressure, the secondary is going to get exposed. Kyle Trask takes care of the ball. Kyle Pitts is going to have a very good day. Um, But really, the biggest thing here is the people that Florida's returning on defense. Todd Grantham's going to have a good defense. He likes to get after the quarterback. Uh, He's returning Zach Carter, 30-and-a-half tackles and four-and-a-half sacks last year in 2019. Didn't start playing his best football till late, so expect him to have a big influence on this game. They've got Amari Bernie coming back at linebacker. He had a lot, uh, some high expectations last year that he did not live up to. Um, Kind of that hybrid player, can play linebacker or safety, so you can see him all over the field. They have, they have, high expectations for this dude this year he didn't live up to him last year he had a solid year but just not what they were expecting they expect him to really uh take that uh ascension this year uh marco wilson came back he was opposite of cj henderson who was the one cornerback that they lost to the draft so he could have went to the draft could have got paid came back and said he's coming back for a reason he thinks they have a real chance to do something this year gators obviously are number five in the nation um so expect marco wilson I, I can't tell you for sure, but if I had to guess, he's going to line up across from Elijah Moore, who's probably Ole Miss's best receiver. Uh, so that's a matchup that I'll be looking at all day. Um, and then, I mean, you got Lane Kiffin coming in. We don't know if this dude can coach in the SEC as a head coach. I know you you like Lane Kiffin. He was former head coach at Tennessee. Tennessee seven and six record. Didn't do, do well. Dipped out, went to USC, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. So we, I mean, seven and six, not very good. Um. I mean, obviously, COVID offseason, didn't have much time to be with the team. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with Florida's offense. I don't. Their defense is bad. That whole – the not returning a single starter on the D-line scared me away from anywhere near touching Ole Miss. I think Florida's going to win, and they're going to win big. So I'm taking the Gators minus 14. Is there a big as you bet? <sighs> Probably so, but not a definite yet. But, I'm, I mean, I'm 100% taking them. I feel very good about it, though, so – are, yeah, I, are either it, one of y'all touching this game? I like that pick, but I did not take it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good pick, but um, I mean, no, I'm we holding don't, off. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to bet the same shit. That's I, what I'm look, saying. I think fourteen. You know, you would really feel a whole lot comfortable if this game was at thirteen points or fourteen points. It's like once it gets it to is at the, fourteen. Oh, is it? 14. It's not fourteen and a half. No, it, I got it at fourteen. I actually placed the bet because I saw it at fourteen. I locked it in. Okay, I locked it in today. I think it is fourteen and a half now. So yeah, it's no, good I, that you I locked that. it. Yeah, in I today. think that's a little bit dangerous just because. Um, what the fourteen? Fourteen and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. no, like yeah, no, hundred percent. I got it because at it makes it. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's why I saw fourteen, and I said, okay, I'm placing the bet today. It's fucking Tuesday. Yeah. 
it's Tuesday, so I was like, I'm I'm not even. Yeah, no. If there's one thing I've grow. noticed about this this year is like these lines are change. Like they usually always change, but no, they're changing like a lot this year. Yeah, multiple points. Like like a whole lot. They're changing. A, not just a half point here or there. Like for example, like I picked Georgia Southern plus five and a half. Mm-hmm. Before this game got postponed, Georgia Southern was three and a half point favorites. Yeah. So that's like they have near ten points. And the Baylor spread last week too. Baylor was four point underdogs, and then it flipped to their four point favorites. Oh, really? I mean, I always saw them as favorites. Yeah. Well, my shimmers. Yeah, ESPN's been jacked up with the spreads. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Gators minus fourteen. Uh, it is at fourteen and a half now, but you might be able to find it at fourteen. I did, so I took it. Um. All right, Justin, give me a pick. Um, first pick, SEC pick. It's going to be Auburn minus seven and a half over okay. Kentucky. Okay, good. So this is an interesting pick. I was looking at this game. We were talking about this game, me and Nick. Um, why Why do you like Auburn? Uh, they're returning a lot, or they're returning about half on oh, both sides. Really? Yeah. You, do you know who they're losing or who they lost? Yeah, the defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah they lost Brown. two of them. Yeah. Derek Brown and Davidson, Marlon Davidson. Um. But they're getting uh, Britt back, huh? I don't know. I don't. Do you know Britt? No. What's he play? Linebacker. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kentucky's going to surprise some people this year, I think. I think Kentucky's got a very good offensive they're line. They're ranked, too. Very good offensive line. Um, Are you on this game, Nick? Uh, Not currently. But you have you looked into it? Yeah. Do you have anything written down? No. Okay. Well, do you have anything to share? Look, I think it's a big deal that uh, look, I've been thinking about Auburn for a while now. Ever since last season ended, they didn't come out and they do. They didn't show up against Minnesota in their bowl game. And no. Minnesota really kind of like ran all over them and so hold did on. them dirty. So hold on, Justin. How do you feel about Bo Nix? I I like him. I think he's going to do really well. Do you love him? <laughs> I don't not like him. I think I love him. Yeah, I think, I, think so, I love him. So, like, you saw last year and you were like, okay, Bo Nix has got that it factor? Yeah. Really? I think, I think he's a I think he's a gamer. I so, this spread, this spread is stretched to eight in favor of Auburn. Um, I, that may have been what you is said. Is it at eight yeah. right now? Yes, on the book it's at eight. Um, I fucking hate Bo Nix. And I'm not trying to sway you away from this pick. I just want to go on record – and I, I want you to take this pick so because it doesn't mean – I fucking hate – I mean, I hate fucking Derek Carr and the Raiders fucking shit on the Saints. So that doesn't mean shit with who I hate. But I fucking hate Bo Nix. Bo Nix should not have beat Oregon last year in the first game of the season. No, he should not have. Again, Got I was lucky. on Oregon. We were, yeah, I was on yeah. Oregon too. They looked great. They looked fucking great to start. And then Nick thinks Bo Nix threw a dime for the win. Bo Nix threw a fucking jump ball that was underthrown <laughs> to his receiver. No, it was a good ball. No, it was not a good ball. I would love for you to pull up the replay, to be honest, because that was a I terrible ball. I think it was ball. a back shoulder, dude. It was not. It was probably intended to be. And he reached down and caught it like out from under his fucking legs, if I remember. Like, it was a terrible throw. Bo Nix has – I throw more accurately than Bo Nix does. Let's put it that way. I, you could take that straight to the bank. So you've seen me in flag football. I have. Bo Nix does not fucking. <laughs> Bo Nix does not have better accuracy than me, but he's got dual threat ability with his legs. Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. right. <laughs> Get out of here. Um. Yeah. ESPN spreads were fucked up originally. They had this at a ten and a half point game. So 
I know Nick was eyeing down Kentucky over there. Yeah. Were you not? I was, but um, it shrunk like all the way to seven at one point. Yeah, now it's up to eight. Yeah. But we've seen these spreads fluctuating, so if it gets to above 10, are you pouncing on Kentucky? Oh, absolutely, and uh, I'll tell you what, if I see it at eight and a half, nine points, and I'm going to be on it, look, losing uh, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, dude, that's that's huge. That is huge, especially um, when Kentucky's got a good offensive line. That defensive line and that interior pass rush for them, who who they could play all over over the defensive line, outside, inside. Yep. Dude, they wreaked havoc on their opponents, and that was the big uh, – the biggest part of why their defense was so successful. The, the bottom line is I don't care how their recruiting's been, they're not going to be able to replace it. Those are two of, those two guys, I thought both of them should have went in the first round. I think only Derek Brown went in the first round. Oh, yeah, Davison was good enough. There's no way no. he went past the second, in my opinion. I don't yeah, know. I think he might have fell to the third. But Did he really? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, he, he was he – was, it was 1A and 1B. Brown was the better, but Davison wasn't far behind. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, and I think that, dude, having to replace those players is huge. Uh, Kentucky, there's a lot of hope for them coming in this year. Uh, yeah. They're a little bit of a dark horse in the East. I will say, though, if 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 Bo Nix is going to be what people think he's going to be, he's going to have to show it this year. So. Look, Bo Nix is, is going to have to play good, not only to – like he's going to have to be vastly improved, not only to to win this game, I mean to cover, but to win. Yeah. Like, if no. he plays bad, I'd say watch out. Auburn could be on upset alert. I do think Kentucky's going to surprise some people this year. We, Me and Nick were talking about this last night. Um, and like I said, I'm not trying to sway you away from this pick. We're just talking about this pick and giving our opinions on it. Um, so Justin's taking Auburn. It's minus 7.5. Or, um, yeah, no, it, it, you may be able to find it at 7. Yeah, 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 that's what I was looking at. And you may be able to find it at 7.5. Who knows, wherever you lock it in. But, um. All right, Nick. If it does go past to 10, I'm not taking Auburn. Because <laughs> I did like it under double digits. Yeah. All right, Nick, give me a pick. Um, I'm going – look, I had – thing to mention is Notre Dame and, and that game got oh, canceled. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to hammer the fuck out of that game. Yeah, so Notre I really Dame like, looks good, and you're not normally big on the Irish. No, and now they're freaking – they're looking pretty good. So. Dude, the tight ends – the tight ends are looking like studs. The running backs are running all Book over. Book is people. playing very well. Yeah. No, I was um, – Kyron Williams, their yep. running back, is a stud. They got a three-headed monster over there. Yeah, but I like Kyron Williams a lot. He was going to run all over Wake Forest. Wake Forest can't stop the run for shit. We could go suit up and get four yards of carry on Wake Forest. Yeah, um, Yeah. no, I was going to hammer that game. Wake's giving up 220 – or uh, Notre Dame's rushing for 229 yards a game. So I would have been all over it. All over it. It was a seventeen and a half point spread. Yeah, but I think even it went all the way down to sixteen and a half. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, I'd have bet the house on it. Probably would have been my big easy bet if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I'm almost sure that Notre Dame would have won that game by three three possessions. Yeah. So, but all right. So that one's canceled due to COVID. Um, who are you taking? Another now? one I have my eye on, which is this spread has changed a little bit. Georgia State <laughs> going to play Charlotte. You're dying to bet Georgia State. Yep. Um, look, or Charlotte allowed Southern, whoever. Allowed 192 yards rushing on the ground last year. Mm-hmm. App State this year, they've already played Charlotte. They put up 300 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, Charlotte's returning their quarterback, but uh, he didn't play well against App State. He threw two interceptions. I think he's going to play better against Georgia State, but look, I think the big difference here is Georgia State plays a physical brand of football. Look, they came out. 
as 15, 16, 17-point underdogs against UL, and they really took it to UL, and I think they were leading by 14 points on two separate occasions. They ended up losing the game in the end because UL finally got their running game going like, screw UL Raging Cajuns. (laughs) Anyway, look, Georgia State ran it 52 times against UL, totaling 223 yards on the ground. The biggest surprise to me in this game was uh, how well their quarterback played Cornelius Brown. He's a dual threat, mm-hmm. a big difference maker, picked up a lot of third downs for Georgia State. Uh, I just think overall it's going to be a close game, but Cornelius Brown is going to be the difference maker. He's going to make plays with his legs and uh, look for Georgia State to keep tackling well. And uh, I think that Georgia State's going to cover. Earlier with Georgia State as one-point underdogs right now, I think it's Georgia State as two-point favorites. I'm still taking Georgia State minus two. Okay. Um, <clears throat> next pick I got, staying in the SEC. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Bama. Spreads at 27.5 over Missouri. I'm rolling with it. Um, obviously, we know who's coming back. Najee Harris is coming back. Devontae ha- Smith is back. Both guys could have went to the NFL. Harris needs 1,200 yards to become Bama's all-time leading rusher. More than likely will get that. Well, I don't know. It's going to be tough with an all-SEC schedule. So Only he, 10 games. Yeah, yeah. he kind of got the shit end of the stick there. He's going to have to average 120 yards a game rushing, but he could definitely still do it. So 11 games if they make it to the SEC championship game and uh, if they have a bowl game or they could possibly have two games in a college football playoff. Yeah, so Missouri has a new coach, Eli Drinkwitz, um, Drinkwitz, whatever. Good luck going against Alabama for your first game. Um, going to be on the hot seat after week one when y'all get beat by 50. Uh, Josh McMillan was granted a hardship waiver after an injury, tearing his ACL, I believe. Um, very good linebacker. And then Dylan Moses, you remember him? Dylan Moses is back. One of the best linebackers in the country. Tore his ACL last year. He's back as well. So you got McMillan and Dylan Moses. Uh, both were injured. Both tore their ACLs, if, I, if I'm if i Yeah, Dylan Moses there. is a traitor. Yeah, he was supposed to come to LSU. Yeah, he freaking went to school with Stone's throwaway from LSU's campus there. University uh, Lab is on LSU's campus. Yeah, pretty much. And he was committed to LSU forever, and then he's an idiot. Because Les Miles left, he de- decommitted. What an idiot. He's damn good, though. Would you? Would you? <laughs> no, I think he's a little bit overrated. I'm be honest with you. Okay, well, he's good, and we're going to hammer I think he's a good player, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. But. You're just, were, you're just mad. You're no, just mad out of high flipped. school, they were comparing his player to like a LeBron James type athlete. He's yeah. nowhere even near that. close. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but no, he was definitely overhyped as a recruit coming out of high school. Yeah, well, I think they're going to kick the dog shit out of Missouri. They got uh, Waddle back too, the receiver. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, something Waddle. like that. Yeah, And Devonta Smith. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Devonta. Mac Jones is going to be good, too. Yeah. Their quarterback. I think so. Honestly, it, between my big easy bets, it's this one or Florida. I think they're going to kick the dog shit out of Missouri. I really do. 27 and a half, win by four touchdowns, bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. We got to cover. Um, Nick Saban's been politicking to play. They don't know how long this season's going to last. They got to get these guys some film. Even though you're at Alabama, you don't need film. If you if you go to Alabama, you go to the NFL. So, um, but I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas like bitch ass Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Bama twenty seven and a half. Give me another one, Justin. Um, next one, Army plus fourteen over Cincinnati. Okay. Nick likes Army. I like Army too. How okay? 
Why are you taking Army? Because they're just good. They're a good team. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I wasn't one of them last year. You know who Nick also likes? Who? Notre Dame. Cincinnati. Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nick was big on Cincinnati. They beat the shit out of Austin P. But you were telling me how talented Cincinnati is. So are you picking this game? Yes. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where? Which side are you on? The rivalry continues. <laughs> yeah. It's, Look, it's gonna Cincinnati turn into just a battle is a good Nick football team. They don't have any deficiencies. Good quarterback played by Desmond Ritter. He's an efficient thrower, uh, talented with his legs. Uh, they have a really good rushing attack, a really good defense. Uh, this may be the most balanced offense in, in the country. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Interesting. Um, but Army, <laughs> the Golden Knights, are they the Black Knights? I think they're the Black Knights. Black Knights. Yeah, the Black Knights. The UFC is. Golden Knights the gold. is the Las Vegas uh, hockey Locked. team. Anyways, uh, not off with the mascots, but uh, run, run, run. <laughs> the perfect blend of power and speed for Army. Army's a vastly improved team from last year, especially on offense. Uh, what we saw out of them in the first two games, a physical brand of football. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense, and they're going to – tackle well and with violence um look i think this game is going to be a physical football game but i expect to be closer than 14 points um cincinnati does have a lot on the line because uh you know there's a lot of people saying you know if cincinnati or a team like ucf might, might go undefeated do is this the year that they finally have a chance to make it into the college football playoff but no i just see army rushing attack and their physicality is going to be able to match even maybe even overwhelm Cincinnati at times uh and I think that 14 points is too too many I'm taking army plus 14 with so y'all are both on I thought we were (laughs) both on them (laughs) you scared me for a second I like it I like it um okay so y'all are both on army there all right I got I'm going back to the week one pick I'm gonna take Iowa State minus two and a half over TCU TCU hasn't played yet. TCU has not played. They've been battling COVID for weeks now between coaches and players getting it. They sh- their season should have already started by now. Last year, Iowa State beat TCU 49-24. to um, They just got embarrassed by ULL, who is frauds. Um, Brock Purdy did not play well at all in that game. He was a dark, had dark horse uh, Heisman hope circulating around him I expect him to come out and play much better I expect a much less conservative play calling out of their head coach um and yeah I think I think Duggan the quarterback for TCU uh he turned the ball over I think 10 times and 10 think through 10 picks in 10 games last year so uh he will turn the ball over that probably will wind up being the difference in this game I'm gonna take Iowa State here minus two and a half how do you feel about that I don't know no I haven't forgiven a cyclone yet yeah I don't blame um, you. Look, but I think if you want to <laughs> analyze that first game against UL, UL, I don't think there's many people that are going to say that UL was really the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Iowa State just left a lot out there. Uh, UL got l- extremely lucky with, on special teams. Um, so I wouldn't write off Iowa State, and I do think that this is the perfect game for him to bounce back on. But I don't know, dude. I just have, like, this vague memory of TCU, like, playing uh, oddly close like playing two up to their competition a lot last mm-hmm. year, but I don't, I don't know. No, they did. They they were in it with quite a few people last year late late down the stretch. Like, yeah, they weren't really good on offense, but their defense, I feel like it seemed to make plays when it really needed to. But yeah. 
No, you got to expect Brock Purdy to to look. This is a player who played really well, especially at the end of last year, and he didn't do very good in the first game against UL. But uh, going against TCU, this is a Big Twelve rivalry mm-hmm. uh, conference game, so uh, they're still in the chase for the for the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, no, 100%. So, yeah, no, I'm rolling with the Cyclones there. Um, I like that pick a lot, too. And I think a big part of that first game was whenever they played UL was mm-hmm. the drops. Yeah. The receivers just had – No, yeah, the, the receivers definitely didn't help out Too many Brock drops, and I don't think that'll happen again. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, there was a lot of drops. And, look, the Big 12 just isn't that good. Yeah. You know, they suffered well, the defense can never fucking play de- – I mean, the Big 12 can never play defense. Yeah, look, they have the only two – good teams over there is texas and oklahoma Oklahoma. yeah and everybody else is really to me not in in that same category but yeah i was eyeing down that texas game this week but i decided to stay away from it um but all right justin give me another pick well funny enough you said that texas (laughs) texas tech plus 18 versus texas you're gonna take texas tech i am really i think that's didn't they just win by two who'd they just win by two against the, the guy, I don't know. Uh, they yeah, played, look, Texas Tech. They uh, played some shit-ass If you team. look at them last year, they had a strong defense, and they played really good. But this year, they almost lost to Houston Baptist that University. <laughs> yes, I, I do know that. They're representing the Southland Conference. Um, but, uh, does that mean you're on Texas, Nick? No. Okay, I didn't. Well, how'd you know that they lost to Houston Baptist off the top of your head? Because I looked into this game. <laughs> no, it, yeah, that's who it was. I knew they, they barely look, squeaked Seeing behind. Texas Tech as 18-point under, uh, underdogs is an intriguing bet because it's a rivalry game. Yeah, it's the Red River rivalry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No. no. No, that's Oklahoma, Yeah, that's Texas. Oklahoma, Texas. This is just an interstate that's, rivalry. That's big, yeah. Justin. Yeah. You need yeah. to know that. <laughs> that the Red River <laughs> rivalry. <is> <laughs> Um, Justin thinks it's rivalry week, week, <laughs> yeah. week three in COVID. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, shit, where was I? Anyways, TCU, dude, that worries – um, not TCU, TCU Texas, Texas Tech. Tech worries me. Spit it out, dude. Because of how close they played that game to Houston Baptist, who uh, has a really good offense, but, dude, their defense just is non-existent. So, yeah. To me, you you have to be worried because I think Texas does have a lot to prove. Sam Ellinger's here for his final season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some playmakers back on offense, uh, and that defense I think is pretty good too. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but a year ago, Texas Tech was a team that did play a lot of teams close. Yeah. So I mean, is eighteen too many? I don't know. Poss- I mean, they are returning a lot so. of starters on defense. I, I like that. Yeah. But I mean, I. I do think Texas wins this ball game, but not by nineteen. Yeah, eighteen yeah. or nineteen points. Yeah. Okay. I am. I was on them a lot last year. Um, I'm going to roll with UCF minus twenty seven over e- ECU, uh, East Carolina. Dylan Gabriel looked good last week. Um, they were seven and a half point favorites over Georgia Tech. They won forty nine to twenty one. ECU. <laughs> God, they probably weren't. They probably haven't even been running any drills. They're probably scared about the virus up there. UCF is not. UCF is going to stick their throat on everybody that they encounter. They feel like they were national champions a few years ago. They weren't. LSU kicked the dog shit out of them in the uh, the bowl game after Joe Burrow got smoked. Um, but they're going to come out, and they're not going to take their foot off the gas. 27 points is not enough. They could win by four to five scores easily. Uh, I like Dylan Gabriel a lot, and I like the UCF defense, so I'm rolling with them. Minus 27. How do you feel about that? 
No, I think it's a good pick. And going off to what I said a little bit earlier about Cincinnati and UCF both being an American conference, uh, if, I think if either one of these teams go undefeated. They're getting in? I don't know about it, but there's a lot of people saying that it's it's a possibility. And I think a big thing that goes on to that is uh, there's nobody's going to be taking their foot off the gas in those games. Yeah. So, like, they need to beat everybody by a lot yeah. because – uh, there's not many like out of conference games for these schools, so yeah, uh, they're yeah, not make really going to where they to... can't say, "Oh, well, they squeaked by ECU. They yeah. won, but they didn't win decisively." I mean, I think that's what you saw. Look, UCF smashed Georgia Tech. Yep, and the game was close for a long time, but like in the thir- at the end of the third and for all the fourth quarter, they did not take their foot off the gas when they were up two scores, and they ended up winning by how many? Was it twenty one or twenty eight points? Forty nine to twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So 40, 28 points. Um, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all over it. Um, I'm rolling with them. So, who else you got? Uh, you know, I got to do it. Who is it? I'm probably doing it too. Go! <laughs> Tigers! <laughs> Go! Tigers! <laughs> Mississippi State taking on number six ranked defending champions, Louisiana State University Tigers. That right there, I just Minus didn't want to be the first one to say it. And a half point spread. Look, I, Mississippi State, they got a new coach, Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Uh, Mike Leach. Yeah, you, you Mike Leach uh, fucked you a good couple times last year. If I yeah, Frick Washington. Uh, Guy State. knows offense, doesn't know defense. Doesn't know defense. Look, Mike Leach did a news tweet, and I got him in a little bit of trouble. His players don't trust him. Uh, <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> he. It was like. The third week of quarantine for yeah. COVID. And there was like a meme that he retweeted or posted. And it was um, it was a wife and she was like putting a noose around her right. husband's neck. That's and it was like that. after three weeks of yeah. quarantine. Yeah. So they don't like him. He's old, dusty, white guy. They're not going to relate to him. Um, they're not going to play for him. I like that. That's good inside info. He but, only uh, brushes his teeth three times a week. Is that confirmed? No. Oh, okay. He looks, looks like, like that it. type no, of guy. Yeah, he looks does. like that. Yeah. No, I mean, he looks like he's got lint in his belly button. Yeah, Definitely. no doubt. Yeah. Maybe even in his nose. Yeah. <laughs> so Anyway, look, he's bringing the air raid to Mississippi State. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, Mississippi State really has, like, one good player on offense. That's Kylan Hill, their running back. Yep. Uh, the key to the game for LSU defense is going to be a stop Kylan Hill. What does that say right um, there, Justin? Stop Kylan stop Hill Kylan and we Hill. win by 30. And we win by th- Yep. Historically, like we've already mentioned, Mike Leach has uh, been good on offense but terrible on defense. Uh, he was he at Washington have, State with Gardner Minshew fucking yeah. throwing seven touchdowns. They did hire defensive coordinator um, Zach Arnett, and I think that's a good hire. But I just think – Mississippi State's too weak in their secondary. This is another thing, just like with Kiffin, though. New coach, new system, new school, fucked up offseason. Yeah. You go with the you go with the team that just won the national championship. Miles Brennan's coming out with a lot of a lot to prove. Miles Brennan's not gonna take his foot off the gas either. He's gonna be going for the throat every throw, in my opinion. I think he's gonna be launching that bitch deep. We got weapons, you got Terrace Marshall. Eric Gilbert's gonna be the best tight end in the in the nation. I've said it since like February. I've been saying it. Eric Gilbert, remember the name. He spells it weird, A-R-I-K, and he's going to catch touchdowns all fucking day. I'm telling you right now. 
Yeah, so look, looking at LSU, everybody knows that listens to this podcast about LSU. Um, 14 players drafted, that's a record. Um, no Joe Brady, no Dave Aranda. That's big holes to fill, but look, I think we did a good job filling them. Scott Linehan. Bo Pelini. Has NFL experience for the Dallas Cowboys as their uh, offensive coordinator. And Bo Pelini coming in at what the defensive coordinator, changing it from a, a 3-4 to a 4-3 defense. Look, I think LSU's defense is going to surprise a lot of people on how good they actually are. And I think that's a big reason why I think LSU is going to cover the spread is because, look, I trust Miles Brennan. Um, the biggest question to me is offensive line. we got to replace four starters. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that we have the running backs that uh, Miles Brennan can lean on, especially if the pass rush becomes a little bit too much. But um, I don't think it will, and I think we have plenty of weapons, even without Jamar Chase, like you said, Eric Gilbert, Terrence Marshall Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the defense, dude. The defense here, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people, even though we lost a lot of talent. We still have uh, Derek Stingley, we, the ba- one Jacoby of the, Stevens. Yeah, well, one of the biggest acquisitions we got was Jabril Cox. Yeah, and that that, that is a big out difference. Of like North Dakota State or some shit. So, um, D two transfer. I don't know. There was rumblings about Tyler Shelvin opting back in. I haven't seen anything confirming that he actually did. They were talking. He was saying he, he was considering it from what I saw, but no, nothing's official yet, as far as I know. But Neil Farrell did, and watch out, sixty two, sixty two. You ever seen a water boy <laughs> when uh, Bobby Boucher throws the ball to sixty two after he intercepts it? Uh, watch out for sixty two. Apu Ika, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, he was a freshman last year. He didn't get much playing time. But, look, he, he showed up in the spring game last year. They didn't have a spring game this year. But last year, he's a really good freshman from a year ago. He's going to be a so- in his sophomore, his redshirt freshman year. Watch out for 62-62. So uh, who's the who's the cornerback opposite of Stingley? Is it Cordell Flott? Yeah. Or is it – where's Elias Ricks? I'm not sure. Not starting? Or is Flott I, I think is, I'm pretty sure Flott's got that – Flot's not going to be, like, in the slot or anything? No, I don't think so. It just works. It, it, it I goes. mean, nobody knows because... Yeah. Elias Ricks is going to find his way on the field eventually. No, I think so. I mean, the good thing about LSU is, look, you say, oh, they lost 14 players in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's a big that's a big deal. But uh, this team's been practicing. Yeah. Like, for the most part, they've practiced as much as they can. They haven't oh, been. Oh, yeah, you heard Coach O. Coach we, O. We said, already all got the virus. They can't get the virus again. They're out, there, they're out there hitting, dude. They're running big cat drill all day, every day. Yeah, nobody motivates like Ed Ogeron. So, I mean, look, this team's going to come out, and they're, I think they're really going to – they have a lot to prove because they are only ranked six after winning mm-hmm. the national championship the last lowest, year. lowest-ranked team after winning a uh, – after winning a national championship, no team's ever been ranked worse than that after winning. So, so look, I'm pretty damn confident that they're going to come out and punch punch Mississippi State right in the mouth. I agree. That was literally I all I wrote down. Mike Leach, new coach at MSU. The guy knows offense, doesn't know shit about defense. LSU lost a ton of starters, but we still have Stingley, Jacoby Stevens. We had Jabril Cox at linebacker, Elias Ricks at corner, um, number one corner out of high school. Um it should be rinse and repeat, in my opinion. And then I circled it, put a star by it, stopped Kylan Hill, and we win by 30. So, bingo. It's key success right there. Oh, yeah, and not to mention 25,500 fans are going to be in attendance for this game. That's big. That's big. That is a lot. 
It's not near full capacity, but it's going to be fucking loud. But, like, you'll be surprised by how many, like, how much noise a small amount of fans have been able to make so far. I've noticed through hearing it through the TV. No, 100%. Um, And that's the last pick I have, in my opinion. Or not in my opinion. I'm pretty sure, as far as I can see, that is the last one that I took. So, yeah. Justin, what else you got? I just have two more picks. Um, I like Oklahoma first half against K-State. Don't know what it is yet, but I don't Mm. care. (laughs) What's the spread of the game? The spread of the game is 28. So it'll probably be somewhere. And I like that too. 16, 17 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Oklahoma is one of the best teams in the league right now. I've been big on uh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Dude's a stud. Yeah. They come out hot and they – they put points on the board. Yeah. yeah, that could be a good bet. And uh, Lincoln Riley likes to fucking put some points. Kansas out. State, I think they might have had a decent team last year, a decent defense. Well, they played last week. They didn't play very well. Their quarterback is not improved from la- a season ago, and I think that's a big issue for Kansas State. So, yeah, no, I, I, I was looking at that game, decided to stay away, but I don't think that that's a bad pick. Um, so yeah, no, I. I I think that's a pretty solid pick. Um, I mean, Oklahoma's number three in the nation. But, yeah, K-State, actually, yeah, they did have a bad game. They lost to Arkansas State 35-31. to 31, So Yeah, and Arkansas State's a uh, tricky team. You know, I saw them play against SMU for the first game of the year. Shout out to Mario Davis. Um, look, Arkansas State can move the ball a little bit. They got one quarterback, uh, two quarterbacks system, I think, and uh, both of them can – throw when the other one can't it seems like so mm-hmm. um no arkansas state i think they're playing somebody and it's a close spread this year uh tulsa they're playing who yeah, played honestly, a close game against oklahoma yeah. state this is probably a good pick i mean they're gonna fuck them up oklahoma hadn't been didn't get scored on game one um and kansas state gave up almost 500 yards of offense so it's probably a good pick um what's it what's your other one i know you said you um well if Tulane does not cover this week against Southern <laughs> Miss, I will never even consider betting on them. <laughs> I've said it after they ripped my heart out against Houston last year. Oh, yeah, I was on that game. But I went back with them last week. Thank you, Jalen McCluskey. <laughs> they um, blew the shit out of it from Navy. So minus three so and a half getting, against Southern Miss. So you're getting redemption this year. Yes. Okay. I mean this week. Okay. Uh, Nick, do you? What else are you taking? Southern Miss lost to LA Tech. They did. Yeah. Are you taking anything else? Yeah. What else? You and got? you're gonna know immediately when I say it. Look, Georgia. Oh yeah. Number four, right. Georgia, <laughs> coming in at 26 and a half point favorites against the Arkansas Razorback, Razorbacks. Razorbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. Michael um, Leach looks like he has like those no, yeah. raisins <laughs> on his back because yeah. of the moles. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, six offensive starters drafted from uh, Georgia's offense from a season ago. Two off of offensive linemen that went in the first round. Jake Fromm, their quarterback. DeAndre Swift, their leading rusher. Yep. Um, who's the quarterback going to be? Uh, that guy from USC. I don't know. Uh, look, a lot of people thought it was going to be Jamie Newman. and He was on their team. He transferred from Wake Forest, but he decided to opt out, and it's – See, a lot of people have been creating this rumor that I don't know how true it is, is that Jamie Newman might have been in jeopardy of, like, not being the starter over there. Oh, really? 
but from what I've heard is it's still up in the air on who the starter is. So, I mean, that kind of, I think that just speculation on because why would you want to transfer and then opt out all of a sudden, you know? So, I mean, I think that's just a little bit of speculation, but it's going to come down between the transfer from USC, JT Daniels, and uh, redshirt freshman, I think, Dewan Mathis. Uh Um, So what's the spread on this game? 26 and a half points. 26 and a half versus the Razorbacks. Yep. And you are um, in which way? Look, I think Georgia is going to be <laughs> a decent team, but they're going to have a, a decent defense, but the, they have to replace too much on offense. Uh, on the other hand, the Razorbacks are getting Felipe a big beefy ballpark, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this cannot be uh, – this cannot be not mentioned. I mean, Felipe um, Franks had his ankle put on backwards, or his foot put on backwards. Yeah, but year. they put they uh, they fixed it. They fixed um, it. Did they do a good job? I think so. <laughs> and I think pairing him up with the offensive coordinator Kendall Browse is a big deal. They got Raheem Boyd at running back, uh, eleven hundred yards rushing from a season ago, eight touchdowns to go along with that. Last chance, you stand up. Their top. Seven receivers from last season are returning. So they're getting every damn seven. Yeah. So every receiver came back? Yeah. Damn near everybody came back. Did I think they that that's big. Any new ones? None of them are good, but uh they have <laughs> <laughs> they they have experience. But they know yeah, they know their limitations. They um, know their shit. So. The O line was not that bad <laughs> last year. I mean they let they blocked for an eleven hundred yard rusher. Uh they no, have Raheem pretty, Boyd's probably the best player they have. They had pretty decent pass protection too, but I uh, wish the we quarterback could, play. Was, I wish we could phone a friend and get Josh on the phone and have yeah. and have him talk about uh, a season ago though. Like they were able to pass block. The quarterback play just wasn't there. I expect off uh, Arkansas's defense to be improved with the improved offense. Look, it's going to put take a lot of pressure off them if they can move the ball. Um, Look, Josh Box, let's go, baby. <laughs> Going Arkansas, plus 26 and a half. Yeah, Josh in the most homer pick of all homer picks is going to take Arkansas to win on the money line. Wow. That takes guts. That takes that guts, takes and guts. we need guts. Or a lack of brains. Yeah, <laughs> or both, to be honest. He's been uh, saying it since maybe, like, late July, too. Yeah. Like, every week I see him. And if Josh, if Josh says it, honestly, it's not in your best interest that Josh is saying this because they could very easily lose by 60. Yeah. Because Josh thinks they're going to win. No, I really do think that – look, Arkansas is going to have to start fast because if they let George – look, George is trying to run a new offense. They're trying to spread it around a little bit, get out of the uh, 19th century football. Yeah. They're trying to move into the 21st century. Um, but I just think that they have to replace way too much on offense to have – in the 20th century? Yeah, they skipped Skipping it. right over They it. never did, like, uh, <laughs> West Coast or anything. They just, like, were. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's a ballsy pick. If that hits, we'll look like we know our shit. So. No, I don't. Dude, I'm I'm pretty confident in it. Not going to make it my big easy bet, even though I, like, <laughs> thought a lot really hard about it um, because I was going to take Notre Dame as my big easy bet, but obviously that game's not being played. But, no, I really do feel comfortable with Arkansas getting 26.5 points against uh, – New new offense for Georgia. I just don't know how well that they're going to be able to move the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they hired the uh, offensive coordinator from the Browns last year. Oh, they did well. Yeah. So I mean that <laughs> did not, that didn't sway me towards Georgia at all. Yeah. Good choice there. Todd um, Monken. Yep. 
All right, do you have any other picks that you're taking? No, that was the last one. Okay, so, and you you gave out all yours, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to recap mine real quick, then we'll let re- Nick recap his, and then Justin will recap his. So, I'm going to do it. My big easy bet, Florida minus 14 over Ole Miss. Um, rolling with the defending national championship, uh, defending national champs, LSU Tigers, minus 16 over Mississippi State, taking Bama, minus 27 and a half, already locked this one in. So before the four goes to that goddamn 28, um, 27 and a half point favorites over Missouri. I am taking UCF minus 27 over ECU. A lot of 27 point spreads. Don't love it, but I'm going to roll with it. And then my last bet of the weekend will be for college will be Iowa state minus two and a half, uh, bounce back game for the cyclones versus TCU. Look for Duggan to turn the ball over early and often. Um, there you go, Nick. On the first game I'm betting, it's at 11 on ESPNU. Nick loves to Georgia <laughs> State at Charlotte. I'm taking Georgia State minus two points. Uh, try to get this one in quick because the spread's growing. A lot of people are jumping on the Georgia State bandwagon. At 2.30, taking Army plus 14 going against Cincinnati. This game's going to be close, I feel like. Um, and then Mississippi State at number six, LSU. LSU is 16.5-point favorites. Like, I think LSU's going to be able to win this game by – Three touchdowns. Um, this is going to be my big easy bet. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then my last pick is Arkansas plus 26 and a half. And I'll be praying to God for that one. <laughs> Can you tell that we're happy that the SEC is back? Um, all right, Justin, recap who you're taking. All right. First pick is going to be Auburn minus eight against Kentucky. Then Army plus 14 against Cincinnati. Then Texas Tech plus 18 versus Texas. And Tulane minus 3.5 versus Southern Miss. Will be my last time betting on them if they lose. And then for my big easy bet, it's going to be Oklahoma first half versus Kansas State. I'm going to be completely honest. Other than that Oklahoma bet, I don't love any of your other picks. So this will be a very... I don't know if I do either. <laughs> I as, I, as I started reading, I was like, wow. This will be you got to roll with them at this point. Fuck it, Um, because if I don't love it, that doesn't mean shit right now. Because I can't, I can't pick, I can't get a pick right to save my life. Um, But yeah, just hearing that all out, I was like, God bless you. You need same the Lord. My own picks be on your side. (laughs) I like like the Army pick. That's right. I like the Texas Tech pick. pick. I don't like the. I don't. I don't love the Texas Tech pick. pick. I might like the Texas Tech pick least of all. I'm I'm a little bit worried about the Army game because you know. Like, if Cincinnati does win this game by more than two scores, then that's, like, a big statement for them. But Yeah. Um, but, no, you got to roll with it. They're set in stone. Gotcha. Uh, no, I, I think I think it's good. It's good. We got to be on opposite sides. We can't always just be in agreement and roll with each other every week, which, I mean, we don't. I'm just saying. It's good to have differing opinions. But, all right, so there you go. That's our picks for college. Um, we're going to move on to the NFL real quick. We're approaching an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, so, NFL week three. Thursday night, the fucking snooze festival, snooze fest. You got the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Jaguars are three point favorites. Um, I don't even know where this game is being played. I'm going to be completely honest. Somebody, Jacksonville. It is in Jacksonville. Okay, both play in Florida. Um, but I'm sure there will be fans in attendance at some in some form or fashion. But all right, Nick, I'll let you go first with this because I'm on the fence. To be honest, I, I wrote down who I'm taking, but I, I'm definitely interested to hear who who y'all think is going to win this game. Or cover. Um, so it's been tough. Like these teams, the Dolphins really have had a tough start. They went against a pretty good Patriots team, mm-hmm. and then last week, who did they play? 
The Dolphins Bills. last week. Uh, with the, the Bills, Bills. Yeah. and they do. They played the Bills close. They did. Uh, Fitzmagic, 500 yards passing, but uh, too many interceptions to win a game. Yep. How many um, did he throw last week? I think two or three. Yeah, and he threw a bunch week one against. Uh, so yeah, against he's been throwing. And they honestly, they they very they should have not should have, but they very well could have covered the spread against New England week one. But he threw a pick in the end zone. I was very happy about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay, I don't know if he might have threw. I might have been looking at the wrong side. He did not throw for 500 yards. He threw for 328. I don't see where he threw any interceptions. I think that was in the first game against New England. So I misquoted uh, his stats. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so Dolphins plus three. And just for the record, we would – I personally, I don't know about y'all, I would not touch this game with a 10-foot fucking pole if we weren't picking every Thursday game no matter what. We're obligated to pick this game because it's going to be the only game on. There's going to be some degenerates betting on it, so we're going to give the game out. And we we bet every pick that we place, so we will be betting it whether we want to or not. Um, but – I don't like this game at all. Don't love it. Don't like it. I hate it, to be honest. But, okay, so which side of the fence are you on then? I think I'm going to be leaning on Miami here getting points. Yeah. Uh, they've lost their first two, and, like, the the Patriots game was closer than 10 points, mm-hmm. really. Um, no, yeah, they, they, they could have been a game. They could have scored to cover the spread there. But, um, look, I'm with Miami fans. Where's – Where's Tua Tugavailoa? Yeah. Because I think, you know, if they got him, it could be a, a big difference maker and uh, boost morale on, on their team. So, um, no, I got to go with I gotta go with Miami here. I just think that it's going to be their week to cover here. I mean, I know they covered last week, but I think that going against Jacksonville, they might be able to get their first one of the season. Okay. Justin, which side are you leaning? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with uh, Nick that – I feel like the Dolphins finally find one. Yeah. This week, because um, I was on the opposite fence of them past two weeks, and uh, I will say Gardner Minshew's looked efficient. He has, yeah. But I've been on the Jaguars too, yeah. but I think the Dolphins just. I think they finally get their win this week. The way I'm looking at it is this game's gonna fucking suck, so you got to go with the team getting points here, in my opinion. So I, I I'm in agreement. I'm taking the Dolphins plus three. Um. I'm holding out hope that maybe Fitzmagic pulls a hammy and we see Tua get in and start fucking slinging left-handed bombs down to Devontae Parker. Um, yeah, I think if this game's close and Fitzpatrick is, like, struggling, um, like, I think it's time. If Tua's that, healthy, then what are we yeah. waiting for? Let's and they, they took the injury de- designation off of Tua this past week. So, I mean, look, okay. he's he's got no injuries yeah. that they're, they're disclosing. So, Good. I mean, we could see him, and hopefully we do because I'm betting on the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. My next pick, first pick on Sunday, I'm going with uh, the Falcons, minus three and a half. I think this is a bounce back. Falcons are 0-2. Falcons offense has looked very good. Their defense has not. But this is a, a must win for the Falcons, in my opinion. So I think that this is the spot. This is the time to, to hop on them. If it was three, I would love it. Three and a half, I still like it. I'm going with it over the Bears. The Bears' offense is not good. Falcons' defense isn't great, but the Bears' offense isn't good. The The glaring advantage out of the two teams is going to be the Falcons' offense. The Bears' defense is not what it once was. Um, I think the Falcons will be able to move the ball. Julio's hamstring is something to definitely keep an eye on. Even without Julio, I'm still going to roll with the Falcons. I think that the offense has been looking too good. Um, they're going to put up too many points for the Bears to keep up. So, how do you feel about that? Um, Don't love it? 
Yeah, I mean, all, all the Saints fans love what happened to the Falcons a week Oh, ago. no, yeah, I fucking love that. Don't get me wrong. They choked away a 20-point lead against uh, the Cowboys. Obviously, we all saw it. I put an article out on Neutral Ground Sports Network. Um, yeah, they had a 99% chance of winning when they were down, or of losing when they were down. Or no, no, no. Falcons had a 99% chance of winning when they were up 10 with like five minutes left. 99%, and they lost. Um, but they deserve it. Fuck them. But this is, I mean, three and a half points at home against the Bears. They're underdogs, right? No, they're favorites. Oh, they're favorites. Yeah, they're favorites. Okay, yeah. Um, if they were underdogs, I'd bet the house on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the Falcons are their due, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, coming off of a loss their like that. Their offenses look good. Their offenses played very well. Calvin Ridley's lighting it the yeah. fuck up. So, no, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm definitely taking and, the Falcons. Uh, if it weren't for uh, uh, Russell Gage lined up at Wildcat quarterback and threw a bomb uh, to Julio Jones that went dime. straight through his yeah. hand. That's what I said. Julio Jones is the king of dropping deep ball touchdowns. I mean, if he would have caught that pass, that's a, the, they win the, the Cowboys game. weren't going to yeah. come back. Yeah, they win the game. It was a dime from Russell Gage, former LSU Tiger. Um, so, yeah, no, the, the offense has looked dynamic. It really has. So, the defense just sucks, but the Bears' offense sucks. So I'm gonna roll with the better of the two sides of the ball. Yeah. Which is the Falcons offense, minus three and a half. Don't think Trubisky will be able to keep up. Uh Justin, give me a pick. I'm actually also on the Falcons as well. I like it. Um I don't even know how the Bears have gotten two wins so far. I think they're one of the worst teams in the league. Oh yeah, they're not good. But the Falcons offense does look really good and I do think they win this game by double digits. I like it. Nick. Yeah, I'm not betting this one. Okay. You got a pick for me? Yeah, Sunday night. You're going straight to Sunday night. How many picks do you have total? Three. Three? Sunday, Thursday night, Thursday, Sunday, Sunday night, night, Monday night. night. Okay. NFL by time zones too? Yeah. Yeah, he's big on that. Sunday night, Packers and Saints. You touch Do y'all want to wait to talk about that? Or? No, go ahead. Um, Look, the Packers have played really well in the beginning of the season, uh, but they haven't played really very talented football teams, in my no, opinion. Yeah, Lions and Vikings both are zero and two. The Lions being without Kenny Galladay, I mean yeah. that off- offense is like an offense in a wheelchair. So, yeah. um, nah, dude, I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Saints to bounce back, and I think that they're totally capable of it. It just it's going to have to do the coaching has to really step up, and I think that it, it's going to. Yeah, uh, there has to be an emphasis on on penalties this week look 119 in week one against tampa bay 129 yards of penalties in week two um this is the perfect game to get this season back on track uh i think the packers might be due for a little bit of a letdown game i think we might have mentioned it earlier in the podcast uh Devontae adams could be injured i think he has an ankle injury right I think it was a hamstring that was bothering him. It could be. It, you might be right. It could be an ankle. Um, but he, he had ankle injuries last last year. From what I well, from what I heard, and I think you're right. I think it is an ankle. Um, from what I heard, he might have been able to come back in that game if they weren't winning by as much as they were. They might have been conservative with him and didn't bother putting him back out. Um, Look, I think this line was at three and a half. It's dropped to three. It's three now. Yeah. Uh, so there's not like a ton of movement on it, and that's because there's. Betters know that, like that, if you go off of what happens la- last week to the Saints, that you're going to get trapped in this game. Yep. Uh, this is the perfect, like I said, it's a perfect week to bounce back. Look, but the Saints need to do; they need to lean on the run a little bit more. They got to get creative 
with play action, I think. Um, yeah, they, Trump, they've been saying they're giving the ball to Latavius Murray. He averaged like six yards a carry. Feed him the fucking rock. Yeah, now Kamara, Kamara ran, ran really good last week he after did. struggling in week one on the ground. But, he did. Um, yeah, I think, dude, you got to lean get We're averaging under 100 yards rushing a game. That's um, that, that's where you control time of possession. If Drew's arm is really going like everybody wants to pretend it is, then let's lean on the run game. Yeah, we got to run a ball more, and I think that we are going to. We got to establish the run. We got to mm-hmm. keep the ball out of Rogers' hands. Uh, hopefully, Adams isn't playing. So yeah, I'm taking the Saints minus three. I'm gonna stay away from this one. Obviously, I, I, I like the pick. I love the Saints. I think this is. They just they got to show me something. I got to see it this week. I'm staying away. I'm just watching solely as a fan. I'm not putting money on it. I just want to watch. I want to see the defense step up. I want to see Lattimore rise to the occasion. I want to see Demario Davis flying into the backfield making plays. I need to see more out of Cam Jordan. We need to pressure Rodgers, make him uncomfortable, and get to him early and often. I, I, I want to see a more efficient offense, better play calling. Even the scripted plays haven't looked that great. So I am going to stay away from it, but – yeah, I don't know. I think this line could move in favor of the Packers too. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but like I said before, I think like a lot of people are going to see it as a a game that they could get trapped on. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, because okay. I mean, if you look at like, yeah, the Saints' offense have been struggling, but dude, over a hundred yards of penalties, mm-hmm. like every offense is going to struggle. There's been a lot of ch- like stupid holding calls that I don't really agree with that have been called against no, us. Yeah. No, I agree. It, it sets the drives back. We just got to lean on the run, I think. And if we do that, yeah, then we'll be able to control the game. No, I'm with you. Um, All right. My third pick out of four, I am going back to the well. I'm going with the Cowboys plus four and a half over the Seahawks. Obviously, I love Russell Wilson. It's hard for me to bet against Russell Wilson. Uh, they're in Seattle, uh, which doesn't mean much right now. But the way I look at this is Seattle's defense is fucking bad. They're giving up a lot of yards. They really are. They're giving up a lot of yards. Jamal. With that being said, Jamal Adams is the best safety in football. Definitely. You can't commit, convince me otherwise. That dude is fucking incredible. That dude's playing incredible. Um, but they're uh, they have a pretty porous defense. He's a great player, but as a whole, their defense is not doing very well. They're giving up a lot of yards. Um, I think Dak and the Cowboys have too many weapons. They're going to establish the run with Zeke. Play action will be there. Um, I expect the Cowboys to step up and play better on offense. Their defenses look very, I mean, play better on defense. Their defenses not look good this year at all, uh, both games. So against the Rams and the Falcons, has looked very porous. Um, yeah, they got to get that pass rush. Going. They do. Demarcus Lawrence, I expect him to have a good game. Uh, they're going to have to pressure Wilson. Chris Carson has not been running the ball well. He's caught, He's got a lot of receptions and a lot of receiving yards and touchdowns and all of that uh, in comparison. But on the ground, he has not been running the ball very well at all. I think that, the Cowboys will be able to control the game on the ground. Zeke's going to have a big day, and I think they're going to be able to put up points. The Seahawks aren't going to be able to keep up, I don't think. And I love Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in football. I really do. Definitely throws the best deep ball. Justin has him on his fantasy team. I was up 50 points. But then he had Wilson and Carson. Carson didn't do jack shit, and I lost by like 20. Actually, he did. He caught a touchdown from fucking Russell Wilson. That's what put it over the top. Um. But, yeah, they haven't been doing very much on the ground. So, I'm taking Cowboys here, plus four and a half. Thoughts? Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried because uh, the Cowboys have got off to slow starts in both the games this year. So Yeah, they're going to have to start clicking eventually, though. If they get they off to a high. slow start against Cowboys Seattle. have high expectations. I just don't know if there's a path Yeah, but to they're not back. fumbling four time, three times in ten plays. Yeah. This week. It's not going to happen. 
So if that doesn't happen, then that, that Atlanta game's completely different. They got good field position, three drives in a row. Got gifted their 20 points. So, no, I, I think the Cowboys have too many damn weapons. I really do. I think Dak's playing very well, I got to say. I think Dak has been playing very well. Um, so, yeah, I'm rolling, I'm rolling with, the, with the boys. Um, all right, Justin, give me another pick. Um, next pick I like is Texans plus three and a half over the Steelers. Interesting. I was looking at this pick, and I, I Steelers are my dark horse to win the Super Bowl out of the AFC. But I was looking at the Texans. Texans are zero and two. Nick bet his life savings on the Texans to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bet a very large amount. Nick got them winning the division, <laughs> over on wins, winning the Super Bowl. Lots of MVP. The whole nine yards. Yeah. Yep. yep. The whole nine it's yards. Zero and two. Look, he's had. But look, the they go zero and three. They're fucked. The matchups for though for the Texans to start. I didn't. The, the matchups for the Texans have just been pit like the worst you could draw out of a hat. Yeah. No, yeah. Chiefs, and Ravens, then Ravens, and then now the Steelers. Dude, the, the Steelers, Steelers might have the best defense in the league. No, I think they do. It's a, it's between them and the Ravens, but um, no, the 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 Texans are due, and uh, I would have liked to get this game when it was at four points, but. That's ultimately why I'm not betting on it, but I don't know. There's what worries me is the pass rush for the for the Steelers, yeah, and the lack of pass protection for the Texans, yeah. Um, the Texans tried to run the ball a little bit more last week. It wasn't they were unsuccessful against a good defense, but uh, now if they win this game, they're gonna have to try to run it. And uh, you look at what, um. Pittsburgh was able to do against the Giants in week mm-hmm. one on Monday Night Football. They held Saquon Barkley to virtually nothing yeah. on the ground. So, I don't know. It's a tough bet to win, but it's one of those bets that, like, could go opposite of what you think is going to happen. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, all right, so let's talk about Monday Night. Chiefs plus three-and-a-half point underdogs versus the Ravens. So, this spread's interesting to me. Three-and-a-half? Yeah. I personally, I'll, I'll just give it, come right out with it. I'm taking the Chiefs plus three and a half. I feel like you got to go with the points there. Yeah. Over a field goal. And and I locked this one in before the line could change. I got Yeah, the, I, got I don't it. think it's going to change. Really? I don't. And I think that, like, the reason why the Ravens are three and a half point uh, favorites is because, like, you look at what. But this this could fall right into the category of what you're saying when you look at what the Saints did last week. You look, Are they looking at what the Chiefs did last week? They could be, but um, I think the bigger picture here is uh, the recipe to beat the Chiefs and like what people consider it to be is the Baltimore Ravens yeah. style of play. Yeah. Good defense, yeah. good running attack, the ability to be able to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. But um, look, I'm banking on the Chiefs pass rush and uh, the Honey Badger. Yeah, I think that... They got a spy with the Honey Badger against Lamar Lamar Jackson, um, yeah. especially on third and long situations. You don't want them to be able to scramble, mm-hmm. possibly get field goal in field goal uh, range or first downs. But, um, yeah, I think the Chiefs, they sputtered a little bit on offense. But, look, this is a team that doesn't play bad on offense mm-hmm. two games in a row. You can bank on the Chiefs covering this spread. Yeah, no, I feel very good about it. Um I know I see you, Justin, you've got the game written down as well. We're talking about Monday night. Um, who are you taking? 
Yeah, I like the Chiefs plus three and a half. I like a lot of underdogs this week, and I think the Chiefs, honestly, just are the better football team. I know Lamar Jackson's going to I mean, he's lighting do what it he up. does, but yeah. I think the Chiefs are the better team. No, yeah, he's lighting it up this year for sure, obviously reigning MVP of the league. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like you got to go with the points there. But I, I feel like this, 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 this one feels like a trap game to me. Yeah, it kind of is, but... Because you look at it and you go, exactly what I just said. You got to go with the points there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, more than a field goal against the defending Super Bowl champs with that offense. Ravens have a very good defense, though. Yeah, but I think that the Chiefs defense is pretty good, too. But I think the Ravens just lost a cornerback. I'm not sure. I, I got to double check it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they just lost a corner. Um, Queen's been playing really good. He has. Year for him. He has. He's yeah. made some big doing plays, good. actually. Um, so that's good to see. But, but yeah, so I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Sounds like we're all in the Chiefs. We're all on the Dolphins on Thursday, too. So Thursday night and Monday night, we are all um, in agreement. So do you have anything else, or was that all of yours? Yeah, I got my big easy bet. Okay, what is it? Uh, I'm going with Tom tongue-kissing his uh, <laughs> kids, Brady, minus six over the Broncos. Um, I was looking at this one for a while, actually. I think that's a good pick. I do. Uh, and Drew Locks out, I think, too. Yeah. I think I don't know if he's going to come back. but um, Yeah, he definitely got hurt last week, and I don't think he returned. Um, yeah. Cortland Sutton's out with a torn ACL. Von Miller's obviously out. Broncos are dropping like flies. Um, if Drew Locke is out, I would hammer this minus six. To be honest, that Buccaneer defense is very good. <clears throat> no, I mean, even if he is there. No, yeah, yeah, even if he is there, yeah, no, it's still probably a good bet. I would probably, and I, I looked at this one for a while. I might add this to my card. Are you taking this one? Um. Oh, wait, no, you, you said you only had three. Yeah, but, I mean, it's convincing. You it know? is enticing, yes. I, I Like, I really did. I looked at this one for a while. I think while. the Broncos just have lost too many on defense, too. Yeah. Like, I think. The Bucks offense is just going to explode. Yeah, they don't have Chris Harris anymore. Chris Harris is gone. I think he's in uh, Saint, uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers. Um, no, yeah, like you said, they, they're not the defense that they used to be, not even close. No. And um, especially if Drew Locke's out. And like, like you said, Nick, Drew Locke doesn't scare me at all, but the backup to Drew Locke definitely doesn't fucking scare me. So, yeah, no, I, I would hammer the Bucks here, especially if Drew Locke is out. And I'll go ahead and add this to my card. I'll take the Bucks minus six. Nick? Yeah, I'm going to add it as well. Might as well. Um, all right, so let's recap these picks real quick. We are approaching an hour and 40 minutes, so a little bit longer than normal. But fuck it, we got football back. SEC's back. NFL's in full swing. You got to take it while you can get it. So Thursday night, I got the Dolphins plus three. Sunday, I got the Falcons minus three and a half. Uh, Cowboys plus four and a half. Buccaneers minus six. And then on Monday night, I'm taking the Chiefs plus three and a half. Uh, my big easy bet is going to be the Falcons minus three and a half. Justin, recap yours for me. Uh, the Thursday night game, I'm going with Miami. Dolphins plus three over Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars. Then I'm going with the Texans plus three and a half over Steelers. Then Falcons minus three and a half over the Bears. And then the Monday night game going Chiefs plus three and a half versus Ravens. And then my big easy bet of the week is going to be the Bucks minus six over the Broncos. I like it. Justin just got us both on the Buccaneers, but I really was looking at them. Um, all right, Nick, recap yours. Um, Thursday night, I'm going with the Dolphins plus three. Sunday, I'm going with the Bucks minus six. I'm gonna jump on a bandwagon with Justin. This is gonna make make this one my big easy bet as well. Chris Godwin's coming back, by the way. Clear concussion protocol. Yeah, 
Um, Even better. Fournette looking good on running he back did. as well. So. He did. See you later, Ronald Jones. Um, Ronald Jones is our guy for one week until <laughs> Fournette does anything good. And then Saints you're gone. minus three on Sunday night. This is a bounce back game for them. Uh, Packers riding high. I think this is a letdown game for the Packers. Um, then Chiefs plus three and a half. Yep. Uh, too many points to give to a really good offense to me. I think this game should be more of a pick em, but it is what it is. So I'm going with Chiefs plus three and a half. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's the NFL picks for the week. Uh, obviously, we gave you our college picks. Justin, do you have anything to say before we wrap it up? Uh, Nuggets or Lakers tonight? Nuggets or Lakers? I, I would probably lean Nuggets. Lakers up 2-0. Davis had a buzzer beater. Um, if I had to pick it, I'd probably pick. I'd, I'd go with the Nuggets. But um, I agree. I'm big on the Heat, though. Come on, Heat. Close it out. <laughs> I'd go with the Lakers. Okay. The Nuggets missed their chance at winning a game in this series. Yeah, too many game sevens. But, yeah, no – for this game, I'd probably roll with the Nuggets. I think it's six and a half points. Zero chance that they yeah. zero chance that they win the series, though. But all right, that'll wrap up episode fifty-five of Big Easy Bets, brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Uh, go download Vigit social network for sports fans. Go download it. Put in the promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word, all lowercase. You get a thousand Vig coins off the jump. You can, I mean. The whole idea, I love it. I think it's an awesome social media. Don't have to deal with any of your family bullshit, no political bullshit. It's nothing but sports spreads and what what way the lines are trending, everything. So go download Vigit. Use the Big Easy Bets promo code. That'll wrap up episode 55. Who dat? Y'all have a good one.